What is up my people, this is Alex the Rebel, and you're listening to A Rebellious Adventure. The sole purpose of this whole podcast is to inspire you to get off your butt, stop daydreaming, and actually go out and do it. That's right, that book you've been wanting to do, write it. That podcast you've been wanting to record, record it. That song you've been wanting to write, write it and sing it. You got it. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's it. That's it. Why? Because there's too many people sitting around that have so much to offer and they ain't doing it. So get up, do it, attack it. Do not conform to the norm. Hashtag join the rebellion. You got this. Let's go. What is up, my peoples? I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing great. Another week, another dollar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm here. Grateful to to God. To I'm still home. You know, and uh, I will be leaving soon. I just don't know when. I know I've been saying that for a few weeks. You guys are like, probably like, when are you leaving already? You know. But uh, <laughs> I'm still here. So good for y'all who want me here. And if you guys want me to leave, well, too bad. I'm sorry. I'm just not leaving yet. So, anyways, like always, I just want to jump right into the topic. And today's topic is going to be a little bit different than uh, most episodes that I've done. And the reason is is because um, I'm going to focus on one aspect of my life that is crucial. So... If you guys remember, my whole thing is to be, a, you know, to get, become more godly, to come, become a, a better husband, a better father, a better Christian, a better everything, right? So today I'm going to focus on the godly part, the, the Christian aspect that is so important. And um, I think it's just worth talking about and things I have in me that I want to share about this particular topic. So, one of the aspects of Christian life that is super important. See, there's a lot of things. Prayer, um, reading the Bible. There's, you know, community, fellowship, going to church, um, confessing your sins, repenting. Like, this is all part of Christianity, right? But I just want to talk about one of these. So, what I want to talk about today is the Bible, and the importance of the Bible. We we know as Christians, right? It, it is the final authority. It is the book. The most important book in history. Okay? <laughs> the most important book in a Christian life is the Word of God. The Bible. And, you know, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, and, you know... We preach out of the Bible, we teach out of the Bible, we counsel each other from the Bible. So, I was around it all my life, so there was a point that I was taking the Bible for granted, right? Like, yeah, I believed it, but it wasn't something I was reading, you know? So, I remember that in school, I I didn't do well, okay? So, 
there is a point where I know that there's a part of me that didn't do well was because I didn't go every single day. So that, that does have an impact to it, obviously. And also the other impact is that I didn't take it seriously. I didn't take it seriously. So therefore, of course, school never, I, I was never interested in school. And I'm the type of person that if I'm not interested in the, in the thing, it's very hard for me. And I'm sure most people are like this, but it's just very hard for me to engage into it. And so I got saved at 19 and because, um, my history with school, I just, at that point, consider myself dumb, but I've learned that just because you, you do bad at school doesn't necessarily mean you're dumb. It could still be true that I am dumb and I just don't know it, but <laughs> I just don't use the, since I did bad at school, I'm dumb, right? So there is, again, I, it, I can't confirm or deny if I'm dumb or not anyways, but that's not the point. But I remember when I, I was saved, right? For some reason, it was crazy, okay? You got to remember, I was 19 years old, um, and, and there was, you know, I, again, I've been in church. I'm a musician, right? I love playing. I love singing, all that stuff. But the first thought that came into my head, you know, like when God broke me, he broke me, and I was crying. Like, I was, I broke down. I felt his presence. I felt convicted of my sins. I repented. I was crying. And one of the first things I said to God in my prayer at that moment was, I want to be a walking Bible. Okay? That's what I said. The funny thing is, I don't know where that really came from. And, I, and I'm going to tell you. So, I mean, I know I love reading. I loved reading books. Right? But there was no, um, before that time, there was no interest of me being in the word, but there was something that I didn't know, right? And what I did know was that if you're a person that loves the word of God and you dig deep in the word of God, right? Like you're one of those, at least when I was looking at it from them, it's like, those are serious Christians. They need no answers. They didn't know. They know they have a lot of questions, right? And that's, that's where I think that came out of, because I am that type of person of the why, why? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? That's just my kind of person. I I cannot just accept answers and be like, okay, that's what it is. So I'm I'm guessing my thought process at the time, because I don't remember exactly, but I'm guessing at my that thought process in my head was, well, if I want to be Christian, I want to know why I am a Christian. I want to understand what Christianity is. Okay. And so for the for the for that, so that's my, my background, okay? Now, so it was almost 10 years. So I was about 26, 27 years old, almost 10 years. So it was about eight, seven to eight years, right? Um, I was in the Lord, serving the Lord, getting to scripture, reading a lot, understanding uh, doctrine, theology, just, you know, again, the way I learned it was just reading Bible, right? And um, a little commentaries here and there from the Bible. But as far as like reading commentaries outside of scripture, I wasn't really doing that much at all, right? So my beliefs were from things I've heard 
plus the things I see in scripture. So I was trying to be a Berean, like Paul said. So I would hear something from preachings, teaching, and I would go back to scripture and try to see if what they were saying was true. Okay? Now, there was a lot of things that I got wrong. <laughs> a lot. But it was where well, that was where my understanding was at the time. Right? And my understanding, I would go, well, I believe this because this is what this says in the Bible. That's, that's the way I did things. I go back to scripture. I go back to the Bible. Right? My understanding of God and Christianity was backed by the Bible. That's the only reference I had. So in my upbringing, um, in my, you know, I grew up Pentecostal. Um, we do, we did use commentaries, um, particularly Matthew Henry. Um, but it was very much encouraged, like stick, stick to scripture, right? You know, read the Bible, um, pray that the Holy Spirit, you know, um, illuminates and helps you and, and to, you know, interpret, right? <laughs> the scripture. Anyway, that's a whole different topic. I don't want to talk about that. But anyways, that's what it was. So um, I I come to, you know, 2008. I was married. Um, I started going to a uh, different church and I, I met up with this guy and um, he, he, you know, he started talking to me about the Bible and uh, just very hard, hard teachings about the Bible that I, I never really encountered. Okay. Very like brain exploding. Right. Um, so basically like, you know. Reformed theology. So I'm not, again, this is not a podcast about breaking down what Reformed theology is. If you want to know, you can look it up. Uh, I'll do an episode on it later. But anyways, he started to bring up topics that had to do with the sovereignty of God, right? And, and all those things. So there, I can, there started a new journey, right? Because since I never heard of these terms really, in my 26 years prior, right, I was in, raised in church. I was I was very confused and very upset about this. So I started to study what this Reformed theology was. Like, what is this? Um, so I started to read the Bible and have little study groups with friends and talking about hard doctrines, hard theology, like things that, I, I was like, this is crazy. I never noticed this. That's in the Bible. <laughs> so what started to happening was because I wanted to know more about this, the, these particular doctrines, right? What I started to do, it, and it's not bad, right? Is just start reading books about these doctrines, okay? So I started to read books about you know, certain doctrines, certain this, theology, certain beliefs, blah, blah, everything, right? Certain practices, whatever. I started to really get into theology and doctrine. And again, not a bad thing. It is a very good thing. But here's where I started to mess up. 
So what I started doing was learning um, doctrine and theology, listening to a lot of preachings, and reading a lot of books. But what started to happening happen was I started to read the Bible less. And when I did read the Bible, it was for for these doctrines, right? So I'll be like, oh, let's open up to this because you see how God says here. So basically my Bible turned into proving my theology correct, right? Because of course I had a lot of pushback in the beginning. And so my, my defense, which again is a good thing, is to know what the scripture says about these doctrines, right? And put it into practice and, and uh, actually test it and actually preach about it and, and actually teach about it and f- use it as a, uh, as a weapon, right? Like, oh, you believe this doctrine? Look what the Bible says here. That'll break that doctrine down. So what I started to do was be, basically the, the Bible became like bullets to my gun, right? It was, it was there to solidify what I believed. So I just stopped reading scripture as just reading scripture for my soul. Right? I stopped reading, you know, a book and right the like the book of Matthew. Just open it and just read the book of Psalms, the book of Proverbs, whatever, right? Just so that that my soul may be fed. I was feeding my soul with things that are godly, but they are not. So this is this is what the crux of this podcast is going to be about. So what happened was, instead of reading scripture, right, and basically making sure that everything was that I was reading was correct, even though I was doing that at a certain point, it became like the Bible became my reference, right? So I'm reading all these books, and, and for it to be true, I go to the Bible, but that's all I was going to the Bible for, okay? So come 2010, God is good. You know, he's awesome. He is sovereign. <laughs> I go to a church. I start going attending to a church, right? And the pastor there was God sent. He was God sent to me, for real, like Praise the Lord, right? So I started going to Sovereign Grace Fellowship with Pastor Joe LeMay. And the Lord used this man to slow me down big time. Because looking back, I was on this road, okay? <laughs> Where you won't, you wouldn't say that I was... You would say nothing bad in this sense. Like you would say, yeah, he loves the Lord. Yeah, he think, take the things of the Lord seriously. But all I talked about was books, preachings, and particular doctrines that, that were, like, really exciting me at the time. That's all, right? I was not feeding my soul with scripture the way it's supposed to be. Reading it, meditating in it, examining it, pondering, wondering. Being amazed by it. Like, those are the things I was supposed to be doing. And instead, I was using the Bible to point out how right I was. 
And the Lord used this man because, you know, Pastor Joe is loves the scripture. And I'm so grateful for that. And I remember talking to him and we would read something in the Bible. And I'm like, oh, that's the doctrine of justification. And he looks at the book and he's like, he'll be look at the Bible. He's like, well, I don't see the word justification there. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, the doctrine He's like, how about we just read the text and talk about what the text says? So he wasn't knocking the word justification. That's not what he was doing. What he was pushing me on was read the Bible and be in context. Read it there. Like what is Paul saying right there in that section, right? And then we will break it down like, oh, he could, he could be saying this or he could be saying that, right? And we will break it and dissect it. You know, like, why did Paul use that word? Like, why is that because there? What is what is he doing? So if, you, if, if there's a because, whoa, that means we have to read before it because he's stating something. And now he's saying, and because of everything we just read, bam, therefore this. Right? So it was, it was letting the Bible speak in a way that I hadn't done in a long time. And by the grace of God, he got me back, helped me get back that joy of just reading the scripture and understanding that there is theology, that there is doctrines. There is. And reading other books are amazing and they are very helpful. But what Pastor Joe helped me on was remembering that the source, the core, the most important book you have to be reading is the Bible of the Bible, right? Everything else is supplemental. So, for instance, we know that the Bible, okay? We know that the Bible is true, right? We know that. We know that the Bible is infallible. Now, we cannot say the same things with, with the other books. The other books could be right in a lot of things, right? You could, you could read a book. On, it's a Christian book and you could agree with it a hundred percent but you cannot say with a hundred percent certainty that that is a hundred percent true why because that's not a that's not a book written by an author that was under the presence of the Holy Spirit guided by the Holy Spirit that he inspired him to write this right so those books cannot weigh the same they cannot mean the same thing. They have to be proven from scripture. Like, and even though I was doing that before, you see, you remember when I was saying that I would read these books and I'll go back to the Bible for reference. But that's all I was doing. I was going to the Bible so that I could elevate these books in the sense like, oh, this guy got it right because this is what the Bible says about that text. So since he got it right, he's reading the text right, then this book is awesome. And it is. Again, it is. Those things are awesome and important. But let's not get it twisted. There's nothing, no book that can replace the scriptures. No book can replace the Bible. Right? Creeds and confessions are good, but those are those are supplemental. Those are those are guidelines, right? Those are things that through many years, theologians and, and people that took the scripture uh, very seriously wrote out 
that they believe this, right? They wanted to affirm these certain doctrines and beliefs so that people would be like, oh, this is what we believe the Bible teaches. So those are really good things, but they do not replace the Bible. They do not replace the very word of God, right? So I have to always make sure that scripture is primary, that scripture is the primary source that feeds my soul and that everything else is good. It's, it's awesome. It's gravy on top, right? But the meat, the meat and potatoes, right? Is the Bible. That's where our source, our nutrients for our souls come from. Everything else is awesome. And it helps because those books are there to help you understand the Bible. And that's why they are very useful. But make sure not to replace the Bible with these books. That is a temptation I had, you know, about 10 years ago. And thank God that, you know, I had a pastor that cared for my soul and saw where I was heading, right? Becoming these this, these guys, right? That just quote books and books and books and, and it's all good. But like, do you know scripture, right? Like that was a question I had to ask myself. Like I knew these particular doctrines. I knew where they were in scripture. But it's like, when was the last time I sat down? With the word of God and let it minister to me and let it just talk to me and let it let it speak to me. Right? See, those are kind of the kind of things that I was like missing, right? So I was eating, you know, spiritual food from these other books and they were good, but I was not getting the primary nutrients. The primary source is the Bible, is the word of God. So my encouragement to all Christians is to keep the main thing the main thing, right? <laughs> like when we talk to people and when we talk and we preach and we witness, right? Like knowing everything, all these different doctrines is awesome. But if you're sim if you're a person that like, oh, I don't know a lot of doctrines. I can't for some reason in my head I can't keep it. I don't know these words. I don't know how to use that terminology. I don't know the correct term for this doctrine. That's fine. My encouragement to you is understand the gospel. Preach the gospel. Learn that. Like that is the main thing. If you preach the gospel faithfully and that's what you preach and that's what you share with your neighbor, with your friend, with the, the co-worker, with the person on the street, when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that is the only message that saves. That is the only message that saves. And when you recommend a book to them, recommend the Bible. Read the Bible. Love the Bible. Like, put into the Bible. Like, put time in there. Read scripture. Right? Because from there flows and then reading books will come naturally out of that because, oh, I have a question. I don't understand this word. And that's great. But always go back to scripture. Like scripture is the main source. And that's what it should be. So if you are, you know, in the Lord, if you're Christian, 
know the gospel, read the Bible. Those are the things that you like, you know, pray, like fellowship, um, repent, um, confess your sins to your brothers and sisters and continue to walk in Christ. Right. Like those are the prime things. Everything else is great. Like reading good books of, of Christianity. Awesome. Um, you know, talking about this creed. Awesome. Confessions. Awesome. They're all awesome. But don't let those things replace the main source, right? The main things that do, you know, uh, help you to live out for the glory of God. Because that, those are things that you cannot replace, right? All those great books cannot replace the Bible. All those great books cannot be considered uh, the, the word of God. Because they're not. Those are, those are great men of God. That loved the Lord and wrote. And that's awesome. Even they will tell you. These great men were like. Don't use this in, in, in the place of Bible. That's a mistake. You know. Be a Berean. Make sure that these, what these people are teaching. Come from the Bible. That it's consistent. With the teachings in the Bible. Right. That's what everything that we learn. That's outside should be. Should be. Under the scope of the Bible. And everything needs to be under that. It needs to be filtered through scripture. Like everything that we believe that we hold on to. Needs to be coming from the scriptures. And then when we find something quote unquote new. We throw it in the filter. And then we go. That means okay. Well I, I this man said this and this. And he's using this. Bible reference, all right, let's go to the word. What does the word say? Right? And then like if you're if you're reading something in Galatians, right? And Paul, and you get stuck and you're like, well, okay. Man, this word is well, I remember he used this word also in in Romans. Let me go to Romans. Then read that in context. And then if you're still confused, you get it? Like just keep going. Just keep go okay, well, you gotta remember that, you know, doctrine doesn't come from one verse. <laughs> can't make a doctrine out of one verse that's why you have to compare and you have to it has to make sense with the whole of scripture right because when you look when you grab a verse that might be confusing but then you go back a little and you look at that you know let's say that train of thought oh does that mean this well let me back up and then if you look at scripture it might say Obviously, it does mean that because throughout Scripture, you see that happening. Or the other way is that can't be right because in Scripture, that contradicts everything in Scripture. So that means that I have to do a little bit more digging into that verse to understand it more clearly. Because if, if what, I, what I'm seeing is this, but it doesn't match anything else in the Bible, then something's wrong. Something's up. So... That's my encouragement for you today. Read scripture, pray, right? Do not replace things that are good. These are good things. These are very good things. But they do not take place of the word of God. They do not take place of the Bible. So, thank you again for listening. And remember, do not conform to the norm. Rebel out. Hashtag join the rebellion.